This is Live Well Talk on COVID-19. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at UnityPoint Health, St. Luke, Cedar Rapids. Uh, on today's podcast, we'll give an update on COVID-19, our first update uh, since the new year. Uh, we'll cover the uh, ever uh, present in the news, the Omicron variant, and discuss the impact that that may have on the pandemic, as well as we'll bring us up to date on the vaccinations, boosters, et cetera. First, I'd like to start off and tell you what we're seeing in the hospital. Uh, we continue, continue to see a steady uh, admission of COVID patients uh, each day into the hospital, uh, average around four to five new patients every day. Um, and they, they have a longer length of stay, so that does take up more beds. Continue to see that the unvaccinated make up about 90% of the patients in the intensive care unit and about 80% of the patients on the general medical floors. So still the vaccine, uh, including the booster, does prevent hospitalization uh, and, and death. Uh, it, it, that is measurable and, and uh, still recommending that the vaccine and the boosters take place. A um, couple things that I'm seeing that uh, I'm, I think are really good, good signs. One is the number of active cases in the county as of today is about 5,500. Right before Christmas, it was 2,500. So it's doubled, right? But the hospitalizations haven't doubled. So I think that's a reflection that the Omicron is suspected to be uh, not as uh, dangerous, if you will, as the Delta variant. And so we may see more cases, less hospitalizations proportionately, which that's a good sign. Um, I, you, you'll see it on some of the uh, social media and some of uh, the uh, talking heads that you see on television that you're more susceptible to Omicron if you've been vaccinated. And that's not true. You're more susceptible to Omicron variant if you've been vaccinated because you have protection against Delta, so the Delta doesn't infect you. So naturally, if you have Delta and Omicron in the community, the vaccinated people are probably going to test positive for Omicron. Um, so that, that's a good reflection uh, of the value of the vaccine. It does appear that Omicron uh, goes right through the vaccines, the booster, and even natural immunity. Uh, I've, it's not unusual here, people that are fully vaccinated, including the booster, uh, that, that contract Omicron. And uh, that, that is uh, 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 worrisome on one aspect, that the booster, boosters and, uh, aren't providing the protection that we'd hoped for. But it is good to know that the risk of Omicron causing uh, significant illness appears to be quite low. So that, that, that is something that is, is more than welcome. Because it's that low uh, uh, dangerousness of the Omicron variant that may help us in the pandemic by conveying uh, natural immunity to Omicron. So uh, more to come on that. We'll continue to watch that closely. Uh, as of December 31st here in Lynn County, the Omicron was 20% and Delta was 80% of the uh, genetic variants tested by the state hygienic lab. Um, that I'm sure that's climbing. Um, uh, and one of the bad things about Omicron or the disappointments is, is that it's not susceptible to the monoclonal antibodies as the Delta variant was. So as that climbs, the availability uh, or the use of the monoclonal antibodies, which I think have been of tremendous help, will, um, will curtail or, or decrease. Uh, and that will make a, a difficult, uh, uh, difficult uh, milestone in the treatment because it will limit our outpatient treatment. 
Now, I think some of the evidence is coming out and recommendations that maybe remdesivir might be uh, an alternative for a, a three-day regimen, um, but that's yet to be confirmed. I don't think we've seen hospitalization-wise a spike post-Christmas, um, but I, I think that's I think I would give it another seven days before I will say that Christmas didn't have an influence on uh, the cases in the community uh, or, or the hospitalizations. It certainly probably had an influence on the cases. Uh, as we as we talked about prior to the holiday, you know, Christmas is not the holiday that everybody travels. That's usually Thanksgiving. And so hopefully we'll see see less of that. The uh, I think we have uh, we will have an issue of the mailbag at the end, but I think there's a question regarding the boosters, and they, they did recommend the boosters down to 15 years of age for uh, the um, Pfizer. Uh, recently did approve that uh, either right after Christmas or right around Christmas. The thing that's causing the biggest problem right now, and it uh, reflects our day-to-day -day challenges here in the hospital, is staffing, is we have staff that are out sick. Um, and when they're out sick, you know, that leaves department short staffed and we have to improvise. We have contingencies and we put those in place and it, we we're busy and uh, we it's overwhelming, but we're not overwhelmed. But the government came out with the reduction of the isolation uh, from 10 to five days. And it sounds a lot simpler to say it like that, but there's a lot of nuance to that as far as testing and masking that it's not that straightforward. But we are pursuing that to get people back to work if they desire to do such. We're not forcing people to come back to work if they uh, if they if they don't want to until the 10 days. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this uh, team members volunteer. They step forward. They know their comrades are busy uh, and uh, they they want to get back in the game. So we have team members contacting us saying, get me back in the in the lineup. Um, the COVID oral medications, which I continue to be happy about, uh, those should be out by the end of the week or next week in pharmacies. Uh, I know CVS in Illinois has it. I don't know if that's going to apply here to, the, to Iowa, uh, but it, it's not going to be a huge supply. So just because your doctor might write for one of these antivirals doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be available at, at the pharmacy. There's a real supply issue at this time. I, I don't know if it's the supply chain phenomenon that we, so many people talk about, or or is it something else? I, I'm not sure on that, um, but um, it certainly uh, will at least provide something else for outpatient treatment uh, prior to hospitalization. As far as uh, testing, uh, people want to know if they have it, uh, which I you know understand that, and the uh, testing supplies are tight. Uh, if you will, but I, I, I only ask people go to testing, go to Test Iowa, go to a retail pharmacy. Please don't uh, go to urgent cares, walk in or the emergency room and expect to be tested. It's just adding to the congestion that's present uh, to give you just an idea of how busy the emergency room is. Um, one year ago, uh, yesterday, there were 16 patients came to our emergency room with a concern consistent with respiratory illness. That means they showed up, they were short of breath. Maybe they had a fever and a cough. Some of those could have turned out to be heart failure. They weren't all COVID, but it, it gives you a perception or a measurement of what the volume of the emergency room was that day. Yesterday, there were 64. So 16 one year ago, 1-6, and 64, 6-4 yesterday. 
that that's that just demonstrates the significant uh, volume that uh, is being seen in the emergency departments and the urgent cares uh, and the Unipoint Express clinics. I mean, they are just they're just doing amazing work and they're very busy. Uh, and uh, I respect their uh, their their work ethic and diligence and the excellent care they provide. So let's try to give them a little break and maybe go to Test Iowa, uh, which you can get free test kits through Lynn County Public Health, uh, or go to their website and uh, and can uh, retrieve that. So. That ends it for the COVID update today, but stick around. We'll be right back with the mailbag. Welcome back to the mailbag. The mailbag is a segment on the podcast where uh, I will answer questions from our amazing listeners. Uh, and uh, we have some really good questions today that are applicable to the present uh, situation. Um, the first one's from Gene. Uh, my son originally received the J&J vaccine. He now has one Moderna booster. Should he receive a second Moderna booster to be fully boosted? If so, how much time should there be between them? No, your, your son, Gene, uh, with the Moderna booster, that counts as being fully vaccinated, J&J plus that. Uh, and so he is uh, good to go. The combination, I don't have the chart in front of me, uh, but you can, you can look it up. The, the additive effect of using J&J with Moderna was really impressive, actually, that how it, it actually enhanced rather than having just Moderna boosters or just J&J. So that is, your son is in good shape, and uh, we wish him all the best to health and that he stays healthy through uh, this upcoming uh, winter. The next question is from Nicole. I've had my COVID booster for two months now. Is there any data on decreasing efficacy of boosters? Yes and no. Uh, there is some early data out of Israel, uh, which you know has been always been a couple months ahead of this, that the boosters may uh, decline over time. Uh, here in the United States, we're considering uh, boosters, uh, one delivered, make you fully vaccinated. Um, and as I stated earlier, Omicron appears not to be susceptible to the boosters or the vaccine and even natural immunity. So people that had Delta let me take that back. People that had Delta COVID appeared to have a little bit of natural immunity against Omicron. People that had the Alpha variant, the first variant, um, they appeared to have their natural immunity is not as strong against the Delta variant. Uh, I'm not a virologist, um, but I th I think it's getting very close for Omicron to be considered a strain and not a variant because it does appear to have different behavior. So a strain is. It, it, it may have some different characteristics. Uh, uh, excuse me, a variant may have some different characteristics, but it becomes a strain of COVID-19, a new strain of it when it has uh, different behavior. And I think I'm not a virologist, but I do think Omicron is approaching that. Chad offers the next question. What is the latest on vaccinations for children under 18? Is there substantial benefit to getting the vaccinated when COVID-19 doesn't pose a great risk to them? The, the most recent is it can go down to 15, uh, as you know, and, and there is an EUA, I believe, of the Pfizer that goes down to younger age. Um, I agree with you, Chad, that the risk of the to the child is quite low. Um, it, But it's not harmful for them to get it, but it may not be of tremendous benefit. Uh, so you have a risk-benefit ratio that you should discuss with your pediatrician. One upside, I'll tell you this with my children, 
uh, that have been vaccinated is that it allows them different isolation quarantine guidelines if in event their basketball team should have COVID. So that's one consideration too. Um, the, uh, the, the bottom line is discuss with your pediatrician the risk and the benefit uh, and make the decision from there because it really does have to be an individualized decision uh, with your pediatrician. Our last question is from Jason regarding natural immunity. Will, will there be a point where we can say having COVID is the same as being vaccinated from a safety standpoint? Are there studies happening or tests being developed to prove natural immunity? Uh, yes, there are studies that are going on to, to be able to document natural immunity, and that will be at antibody level provided. Um, the, the disappointing thing is it's two years into the pandemic, and this should have happened 18 months ago. This should have been done right away to determine the, the strength of natural immunity. Uh, I have no inside information at the CDC or the FDA or the National Institutes of Health, why that didn't happen. Uh, it's it's a disappointment uh, in our system, but it will be coming. Uh, but I'm, I am I just have a feeling that I think we're going to switch from a pandemic to endemic. And if indeed COVID did come from a lab, like some of the not much less a conspiracy theory these days, but if it did, there's no natural reservoir, so it just may uh, fade away. It's interesting, if you go back and read some of the virologist at the start of the pandemic, they kind of predicted what's happened, that we'd have the first wave, we'd have a second wave that was higher, and then befall the third wave, which would be lower than the first, uh, the, the, lower than the second, excuse me. So the first initial wave, which we had in like uh, June of 2020, second wave occurred in late November, uh, early December in 2020, and then we had the second Delta surge starting what July of 2021, and it's really kind of stumbled its way into the uh, 2022. Uh, but with the Omicron being less of a concern from a virulent standpoint or a dangerous standpoint, um, it may uh, signify that third wave the virologists predicted that will subsequently end the pandemic. So let's hope they're right. That's all for the mailbag today. I love these questions. If you'd like to submit a question in the mailbag, go to unipoint.org backslash mailbag. I'll answer questions on COVID-19, the latest technologies, general medical questions, anything you might have. Uh, also, if you have an interest in uh, procedures or services, or even if you have a follow-up about one of the previous podcasts, any of the guests we've had, uh, please feel free to submit a question. Please know, however, the, as I say before, the mailbag is not a substitute to uh, medical care. Uh, you should take personal issues to your physician. Uh, and if it's an emergency, as always, dial 911 if you're not near an emergency room. Uh, if you're near an emergency room, go directly to the emergency room to seek care. Once again, you can submit uh, your questions to me at unitypoint.org backslash mailbag. That's unitypoint.org backslash mailbag. And that's common spelling of mailbag, M-A-I-L-B-A-G. I look forward to hearing from our amazing listeners. Thank you for listening to the COVID-19 update for the latest on COVID-19 vaccine information. And more, visit unipoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.